APQC's podcast. I'm Holly Lake Hoagland, Principal Research Lead for Process and Performance Management. I'm joined today by Jeff Barney, Director of Advisory Services. Today, we're going to discuss sustainability, some of its challenges, and the role process and performance management can play in helping organizations achieve their sustainability goals. Now, to get a quick start, we wanted to share how we define sustainability. We simply put it as the capacity to endure. And the primary components of sustainability include environmental practices, which are those that protect natural resources and those things needed by the future generations. People practices that ensure workers within the organization are kept safe and treated equitably. And social practices that promote community development, human rights for the people beyond the organization, and governance and management as well. So thank you very much for joining me for this conversation today, Jeff. I'm excited to talk about this topic. Happy to be here. All right. So the first thing I think we could probably like take a look at is, you know, a lot of organizations have huge sustainability goals these days, but where are they really challenging um, or where are they really challenged as far as trying to meet those sustainability efforts and goals that they've put together? And I know a lot of things that I've seen is that people really struggle with making them actionable. Um, I think Marisa Brown, who is one of our colleagues, has talked about it versus as promises versus actions. Um, so, absolutely. And then, you know, I, I'll, I'll just build on that thought. You know, as the first key challenge there, um, it it's easy to come up with some sustainability goal statements, communicate them, make them visible, maybe even align them into corporate value statements, etc. But Ultimately, in order to have an impact and, and, and give a sense for what can each of us do, you have to now think about um, how does it fit into the work we perform and making it actionable. And, and that's a translation that often is, is kind of not taken, right? Um, and, and it can't be done by one small group of people that simply define the actions for everybody. Um, it's really now um, enabling different levels of management in the organization to think about what they're doing and how the, the three elements of sustainability um, are influenced by the work that they're doing. Um, how do they impact the environmental aspects and goals and objectives, et cetera? So it, there's more of a methodology and a thought process in order to get to that, what actions can we take? How do we integrate it to the actions we're already performing, which gets to the process side? Right. And it kind of like thinking about it and unfortunately punishes, how do we make sustainability sustainable and embedded in the organization? Right. So that right. it is, isn't just like a high level strategic objective. And one of the things like you talked about is, is really getting that in there, but a lot of organizations also struggle with, well, what are the right measures for us to use? Not just at the topic level where we pick measures based on whatever external reporting group we go to, but how do we measure it so it's actually aligned with how we work and, and how we work can, can be shown to support those? Right. And, and I've seen the same thing in conversations uh, for, for quite a while now is that um, the, the goal to make sure that you've got sustainability goals, some statements out there is great. But then to be able to show what are we actually doing? How are we performing against to those goals and, and, and towards the targets that we've established? Um, and ultimately, what it comes down to is there's two sides to the measure. Uh, the first one, building on our previous conversation about, um, you know, what are the, the actions? Well, if you can define those actions, you can now say, how do we measure the activity towards those actions, right? The, how much we're doing versus trying to connect that then to outputs or outcomes of those actions. What's the result? 
Um, and so there are structured measurement approaches that can help you to kind of get there. If we can understand uh, the actions we're going to take, we can now say, how do we measure the activity and how do we then connect that to, to outcome, as I said before. The other side, though, is that what merits then the high level goal statement of what we want to measure and report. Um, and and the key there at that more stakeholder and externally visible set of measures, um, that, that strategic view of sustainability measures, is that, that there has to, it, it, aspirational, philosophical, um, you know, lots of motion without impact is, is, loses the audience, so to speak. So there has to be a balance. Uh, it's kind of in a, like using the balanced scorecard analogy to say we need to put it into the context of what we're already measuring and how sustainability is actually integrated into that. Because if we if we focus on it independently, uh, we again lose our audience. Right. I think the third big challenge, um, you know, involved in there is a like you said, how do we make it actionable and align with the work we do? How do we measure it in a way that that works with the stuff that we're already trying to measure from a, an internal health perspective? But the other biggest challenge is getting employees kind of engaged and understanding what their role is. You know, like any kind of strategic initiative or any kind of change is people have to know where they fit and where they contribute before you're going to be really able to harness the full power of the organization behind something. Yeah, absolutely. And, and engagement. There's 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 uh, communication, there's uh, awareness, there's collaboration, there's top down, bottom up, you know, peer to peer opportunities there to engage. The question is when and how. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that as you look at some of the the, the actionable and the measurable aspects, um, we're really going to bring these three things together, I think, in order to say, what can you do to really get your arms around and start to to orchestrate sustainability as part of the organization's DNA, as opposed to something that's kind of overlaid and, and doesn't really um, engage. Right. Well, I know the second kind of big thing we wanted to talk about today was explicitly how does process make sustainability actionable? And I love the fact that you talked about the connection between the balanced scorecard, because it's a very similar thing instead of, you know, people, um, you know, technology and things like that, that you would normally have in a scorecard, you're looking at, you know, what are your major components of sustainability, Um, environmental impact, social impact, people impacts, as well as governance can all be, you know, four big categories that you then underline what are our strategic initiatives and our objectives. And then you tie in and look at where those things occur in how we work and where we work, right? So for example, take the idea of carbon footprint as a big objective, reducing our carbon footprint. Well, which parts of what we do as far as work goes is a direct impact on those carbon footprints. And that helps us then trace it down and cascade down into what processes are are, are aligned or or contribute to that particular objective. And that really then helps us identify and, and kind of focus then in on actionably, what can we do to do this? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, I think, the key as we build on kind of the, the, the themes that we laid out at the start here. Um, if, if, if we really want to start to engage, make it actionable and measure, we have to now think about the work we do and how it's done. Those are our business processes. And if we can then, as you, Holly, you said, start to identify which processes contribute to individual sustainability goals, right? And, and what we find is there's some 
some significant process drivers, and then some more secondary or minor drivers, but they all contribute. Once we've done that, now we can say, what are the steps and activities within that process that are now the levers we can pull to achieve those sustainability goals? And we can embed the sustainability expectations into the processes themselves, make it part of what we do and how we do it. Now, it's not just that we've got sustainability embedded, it's actionable, and but we're giving people a roadmap for what they're supposed to do, and it becomes part of their regular work, not extra work. That's what we find. Extra work fades away over time. We want to embed it in how we're working and make it part of the everyday, so to speak. It's hard work. It takes time and effort. Someone has to focus on identifying the critical processes and embedding the aspects of sustainability into them. But that's the huge impact that you're going to get towards the outcomes. Right. And that's a great way then of of making people aware, like we talked up there. How do we get people understanding their part in the the big picture of sustainability goals by if you make it associated with the work that they do and they understand their impact um, and, and can be able to then look at the initiatives and, and the, the improvement goals focused in their process area to make that better or to drive, you know, you know, objectives. And that goes into like the next part, which is, so we, you know, we understand work and how we work shows how we improve and meet our sustainability goals, but measures has got to play a huge role in that as well. And, and tying process measures to our sustainability goal measures. I know one of the things when we talk about picking the right measures for your process, Right. Some of it is we have to understand what's the value of the process and what it's executing, um, what we want it to do. Does it need to be fast? Does it need to be high quality? You know, all of those things go into helping pick the right measures for our process. We also really stress the fact that you need to have understanding its impact on strategic goals and values. So if, you know, the idea of going back to the carbon footprint is we've lined out all of these places where um, carbon footprint is, is impacted or done in the process making some uh, measure associated with that as part of the KPIs that you're then using to measure that process. So you're capturing its value and impact on that big strategic goal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the one, one additional point I think is important here, um, and we've touched on it a little bit, um, but if we follow a structured approach that Holly and I are talking about, um, where we, we establish what those sustainability goals and, and targets are, and then we take the time to say where, which processes contribute and, and in what form. And then we say, here's specifically how we can measure the contribution of those processes towards hitting those goals. That's fabulous. It makes it, again, structured and embedded in the expectation for how we're simply doing our work. But the critical success factor around that then is going to be the change management, the collaboration, the alignment of what's being communicated and what people are saying to what people are doing and and the impacts that we're seeing. So connecting that kind of sustainability process and change together is really a fabulous way to drive then this um, impactful sustainability approach. And I think also, I mean, making sure you hit that, that, that trinity there makes sustainability then a really good opportunity and potential for process owners to play a big role because they're going to be responsible for all of those things. They're responsible for understanding how, what the process is supposed to do, what its health is supposed to look like, managing that performance, keeping people, moving people along to adoption 
and, and, and making sure that they're executing the processes effectively how they want them to do. So, I mean, there was all of those are kind of those key responsibilities. Absolutely. And, and I often, when I look at a process, whether we're designing a new process, whether we're documenting the current process, whether we're improving the process, um, the role of the process, uh, you know, specialists, process owners, et cetera, um, has to first be able to say, what are all of the requirements and needs that this process must fulfill? Some of those are environmental. Some of them are social quite often. And, and so always asking those questions to say, what and how does my process contribute to those goals, those, those, those as some of the inputs? There's also market and there's financial and there's product and there's other customer needs that all you want to fulfill. That's great. But don't miss the fact that, that each process may have some of these, these uh, ESG or um, sustainability requirements and needs that it needs to take into account. And if they've got that perspective, they can make sure that it is, again, integrated into the design, balanced with all of the other competing factors to get to kind of the right sized processes and performance, and then make sure that that is communicated to the workforce so they can now act on it. And I know a lot of organizations see sustainability as kind of like now it's perceived as like value of the organization. It's a driver of their identity. Um, and all of this, but and I know its roots were in certification uh, standards, regulatory compliance. In your opinion, how is sustainability now potentially, um, if at all, different for processes relationship like with other compliances? Is it different than other compliance programs and their association with processes, or is it similar? You know, I don't know if it's different per se, but I I think that there's been a mindset shift for many organizations around about sustainability. Um, You know, you see, you know, having a someone who leads sustainability, whether it's a a, you know a C level position or not, um, the key is that there is huge business opportunity in sustainability. If we think about being good stewards across the span of everything we touch as a business or organization. and that can drive you know, brand image, which can now lead towards you know, um, long-term customers or you know, in um, other market penetration. Um, there's a number of other benefits, right? From a stakeholder and an investment perspective, from a regulatory and compliance perspective, from a political and a social perspective that all contribute. And that's good business. It's, it's good organizational dynamic to be, taking these factors into account. So it's not perceived as it's all about us, but it's about our place in the greater ecosystem that we we exist within. So the benefits and the outcomes and the positive uh, impacts, um, while they vary by industry and organization, I think organizations are starting to see that this is a win-win if we do it correctly. And that's, that's really, I think, what's different now is that they don't always view regulation or some other standardization as a win-win. It's alignment. But this is huge, I think, in the win-win aspects that you can get from it. Well, Annie, you know, I've talked about this before, like the metamorphosis of sustainability over the years. Yes. Originally, it was in, you know, environmental health and safety for manufacturing organizations. That was typically where they were. And it was very much about a compliance and, um, yes. and a regulatory issue. But as it's grown over the decades, you know, like we talked about going to triple bottom line, um, then moving into corporate social responsibility, and now to this identity of sustainability ESG, the ecosystem just grows. 
and the impact of possibilities of sustainability continues to grow to where it's no longer a nice to have, but it's a competitive advantage for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, not just that check the box compliance, but like you said, premium price premiums, new spaces for products, better with investments, better relationships with the people and your supply chains, your employees, the communities that you work in. Um, and as some groups even look at it as a way to develop future talent um, and things along those lines. So the, the possibilities are almost endless. And so by taking that kind of compliance mentality, you're really kind of not giving it the credit it's due. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's refreshing to see people thinking this way. Um, again, it's kind of more of a, an ecosystem or a system of system perspective on what they do, where they work who they interact with um, beyond the boundaries of our corporate goals, structures, and, and outcomes. So that's, that's very, very positive. And I think the, the, that, you know, consumers and stakeholders and, and shareholders all have that expectation. Now they see that, that trend. And if, if you don't start to take action on it, you will lose that competitive advantage uh, to you, those around you. And again, going back to our process and performance management people, and just to kind of close this off, it's also a great opportunity for them to be able to support and show strategic value. And over the last few years in particular, we've seen supporting strategy transformations um, and execution of strategic initiatives, a growing spot for process teams. And this is just another kind of very high profile example of being able to provide that kind of intrinsic value. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the workforce, the, the markets, everybody's expecting this these days. And you see news stories all the time uh, where, where there's, you know, you could call them revolts or at least a pushback from different parts of the organization and the ecosystem. Um, and, and that's, I think, a healthy thing um, that we all can embrace. Um, so that, that concept of the benefits are, are numerous, right? Uh, internal workforce, you know, uh, avoiding attrition, being an attractive place for new talent, um, you know, product and product sustainability and the markets that that opens up. Uh, there's, you know, I can keep talking here, but it's again, turning this into that win-win, looking at the positive and driving side of it, as opposed to the compliance, we have to do this, so we're going to begrudgingly do it. Um, that that shift in mindset is is huge. And so hopefully everyone's starting to see that and embed it in the work that you're doing both kind of tactically, if that's your span of control, but corporate responsibility and working collectively um, is where we're going to really see this um, drive organizations and continue the transformation. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, thank you, Jeff, for the great conversation and the insights. And thank all of you for listening to this APQC podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to APQC podcasts and visit apqc.org to learn more. Um, We'll also drop a link to our project on sustainability here in the description for this podcast. So if you want to learn more about some of the research that we've been doing, please do so. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Holly. And thanks to all for listening. Mm -hmm.